On this edition of the Scott Radley Show podcast, we are going to talk with two people at the center of a really moving, really touching, really beautiful story. You just want to stick around and listen to it. They'll explain it better than I will. Uh, We're also going to chat with a teenager who just got back from competing in the Scripps Spelling Bee. Believe me, any word that you can't spell, she can. Any word that you can spell, she can. I'll just leave it there. She can do. She's she's just better at stuff than you are. <laughs> That's the short form. And we are going to go through a bunch of commercials that are voiced by famous actors. See if you can recognize who the voice is behind these commercials. It's a challenge. We'll see if you can do it. Today on the Scott Radley Show on 900 CHML. I want to start today by sharing with you, talking about a, a really wonderful story that I read about, and I wanted to get the people on here who were involved in this. It is a story largely about Gabby. Gabby is from Port Dover. She has a chromosomal abnormality that led doctors to say that she wouldn't reach her second birthday. Well, she's 21 today. Obviously didn't happen. Good news. Uh, and this spring, she is graduating from high school. And she has challenges, there's no question about that, but her mom decided that she didn't want her daughter to miss out on prom like every other kid. So she took the unusual step of making a video about Gabby and posting it on Facebook to see if maybe there was somebody out there who would like to take her to the prom, like everyone else who ever gets the chance to do this. Here's a quote from mom. I wanted someone to see her for who she is and see past the disability and the issues and everything else people, most people see first, she said. So that's where my first guest comes in. His name is Zach Bowman. He joins me now. Zach, how are you tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you doing this. Well, thanks for having uh, me. For a little bit of background, you're a Brock University student. Uh, yeah, I'm currently going to my second year at Brock. Taking what? I'm taking political science this uh, upcoming year. Okay, and you are a hockey player. You played in the OHL for a number of years. I played in the OHL for for about five years, yes. So how did you come across this video? How did this come? Because I, I wouldn't guess that this would be just on your normal stream, or was it? No, do you know what? I just got off the ice when I was in Florida, and I happened to be shared by one of my friends from the Simcoe County. And, you know, I, I thought, you know what? This beautiful girl needs a prom date. I, I can't say no. So I, I just I had the message, and I had to really put myself out there for Gabby because, you know, I, she's the bravest girl I've ever met and she put herself out there first. So before, just before we get to that, cause it, it, I mean, I want, I want to certainly dive into that, but what was it that even made you press play on that video? Cause you get, I mean, if you're on Facebook, anyone's on Facebook, a million different things roll by and you ignore most of them. Why'd you hit play? <laughs> I, I couldn't give you a, a reason at all. It was just, I, I just happened to click on it and, saw what it was about and you know i did just shannon and i talk often and we say it, it was almost like fate it, this was meant to be and meant to build this connection together so you reached out to her mom right yep absolutely well let me bring in shannon shannon horner shepherd who is gabby's mom uh shannon thanks for joining us today thank you so much for having me so when you're you put this video out there truthfully, honestly, in your heart of hearts, did you think absolutely guaranteed somebody is going to step forward? Or did you think, man, this could be a wild shot in the dark and I may hear from nobody? What were you thinking? Uh, I Probably just that. You know, uh, I just put it out there and thought, hey, if somebody picks it up, that's great. Um, you know, and if they don't, well, I'm sure we could find someone to take her to prom, but... Uh, I just wanted her to have some normalcy in her life and, and just be like prom for everyone else. 
right? There, there is a risk in doing that, though, especially for someone. I mean, I'm sure you've been through a lot when you have a child with a significant disability, and you put that out there. And if this doesn't happen, I'm guessing probably it's pretty devastating for you. Uh, it, it would have been, but you know, you you always just hope for the best. You know, you put your your you know your heart out there and hope that someone can see her for the amazing young woman that I see her for and that those that are close to her see her as. So I just, you know, fingers crossed and gave it a shot. So just before we get on with what happened, uh, just for so people understand, explain what Gabby's disability is or how this affects her or just some background on sort of where she is. So Gabby is um, what they call dual diagnosis, complex special needs. So she is both physically and developmentally um, delayed or disabled. Uh, She would technically function physically at about the level of about an 18 to 24-month-old. And, uh, you know, she has no communication. She's she's unable to sign. She doesn't speak. Uh, She does get her point across. Um, She has has an innate ability to, once you get past it all and you really learn who she is, she can communicate with you. You just got to be patient with her. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's, she's phenomenal. She really, truly is. So Zach, you see this video, uh, were you aware of the extent of Gabby's challenges from the video? Um, I, yeah, I was, um, Shannon really made it clear, um, as to what Gabby had to myself when I did message. Um, I did understand that Gabby was nonverbal. And uh, that this would be a new challenge for myself as well. And um, you don't have any, you don't have any experience, no family members, no, no one in your circle who has disabilities like this or close to this. Besides, you know, fans at the hockey rink and, you know, the um, special needs program at my old high school, I really don't have too much um, experience with uh, the special needs community. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. Talking to Zach Bowman, who's a second year Brock University student, and Shannon Horner Shepherd, who is the mother of Gabby Horner Shepherd, who is a young woman who has had some challenges. She has an abnormal. Uh, 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 let me just try this one again. She has a chromosomal abnormality that uh, has led to some disabilities and some challenges. And several weeks ago, Mum, because. Gabby was graduating high school. Mum put up on Facebook a video saying, hey, is there anybody out there who might want to take her to prom? And so, Zach, you see this. You're down in Florida. You're just coming off the ice. You watch this. It moves you. What do you do? I didn't even have to think for a second. I send uh, Shannon a message right away and uh, explain who I am and uh, explain why we like to take Gabby to prom. And what, was, what, what did you say? Why did you want to take Gabby to prom? You know, I, I never got a chance to go to my prom. Unfortunately, I was always too busy with hockey at the time. So to give someone else a chance to go to theirs and be with them. And also, I just thought, you know, Gabby is a beautiful girl and she deserves to have a guy take her to her prom. <laughs> Shannon, when you get this, it was a phone call, Zach, by the way? It was a Facebook message. A Facebook message. So, Shannon, when you get this Facebook message, uh, and I, by the way, I know it was not the only one, but when you get this Facebook message... What's your response? Well, I I sat on it for uh, about a day uh, because I wanted to ensure that, um, you know, that he was genuine 
and like you had said mentioned before you know it's a little scary when you when you put yourself out there and you want to make sure that you know she's she's protected and all of that stuff but uh when i read zach's message when he replied with um asking him why he wanted to do it and he said that he had never gotten to go to his prom I felt bad for him, and uh, and he was just so genuine in everything he said, uh, and just he just melted my heart. Literally, he melts my heart with everything he does for my daughter. Um, him and her other date, Jeremy Renton, uh, they both just melt my heart. Because you did get, what was it, like 25 responses to this, something along those lines? Yeah, between 20 and 25 responses uh, that, that we had gotten um, over time. And, and do you believe most of them were legitimate? When you said you want to make sure they had the right intentions, you believe most of them had the right intentions? I believe they did. Yes, I believe they did. Um, I do believe they did. Which is entirely encouraging. Very much so. Very much so. We had uh, people reaching out, um, you know, with offering uh, brothers and, and nephews and, and some other family members um, had offered that... Um, that we have in our circle of family, but I really wanted her to have an experience that was very similar to any other young adult that was graduating, which is to attend prom with somebody that was closer to her own age and somebody that, you know, isn't paid to be in her life. Right. I wanted, wanted her to have connections that were genuine connections because they wanted to be with her. Zach, I'm wondering if you were nervous, not about prom necessarily, but not everybody is always comfortable with someone who has challenges and, and you don't know what it's what is exactly going to happen. Was there any nervousness or was this as super easy? Uh, you know, uh, Shannon kept telling me to relax before I met <laughs> Gabby. Uh, I was uh, at the crepe house there and we were going over, you know, um, certain behaviors, what could happen, what to do in certain situations with Gabby. And then she she kind of kept giving me one last chance to back out. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? And, you know, I, I stayed pretty level there, and I, I was already committed. I drove to Port Dover, so. Brought, I, the, uh, brought the corsage, did the whole thing? Did, I did, you know, uh, with the wandering can in Vineland, they whipped it up in about a couple hours for me, and it looked absolutely beautiful, and it was kind of last second, and went out there and but yeah i i was you know a little bit nervous but you know once i saw gabby walk out the door and a smile on her face and it was all worth it for sure shannon what did gabby take from this you know she she genuinely radiated when she was with uh zach and jeremy and you know making a connection that uh would never have happened i think Sometimes it's hard to understand when you have a, a, a child or an individual that is nonverbal and has such challenges in their ability to communicate because there's a lot going on in her, in that little head of hers, but she just can't get it out. And she danced the whole night away. She was the belle of the ball. Uh, and I think she just, I really truly believe that, I, I don't think I've really seen her ever that happy. And it just, it just, it brought me so emotional to tears when I was watching Zach and Jeremy dance with her at the end of the night that uh, it just overcame me. Zach, we only have a few seconds, unfortunately, but what's been the responses? I can't imagine that there hasn't been an enormous response to you about doing this. You know, I, I came out and I'm, I'm doing actually a charity ball hockey tournament for Gabby. And, you know, I've been offered by so many of the Niagara and Hamilton, Simcoe, like 
this uh, most amount of support. And, um, you know, I'm hoping to have a good turnout this uh, tournament that I'm hosting and uh, really kind of help out a lot of people like Gabby, as well as Gabby herself. Well, listen, uh, Shannon, to you, uh, well done for taking this step because I don't know, I mean, I, I haven't heard of this before, so good for you for doing that. And Zach, uh, I mean, well done to you as well. I mean, it, just to step up and do that was uh, was remarkable. I read this story and I thought, you know what, there's an awful lot of people who uh, who would like to give you a pat on the back, both of you. So thanks for joining me today and thanks for doing this. It's a great story. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. That is uh, Shannon Horner-Shepard, who is the mom of Gabby, and that is Zach Bowman, who was the one who stepped up and decided to take her to the prom. It's a great story. You can read it. It is all over the internet right now in all the different papers. You can see it in the spec.com. You can see it in the St. Catherine's paper. You can see it everywhere. Uh, but you know what? The 21-year-old, 22-year-old who would step up and do this, good for them. Great story. Good for them. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. I'm assuming most of you, most of you are familiar with the Scripps Spelling Bee. You've heard about it. Maybe you've seen it on TV. You're certainly aware this thing happens. Uh, For those who don't, for the few who don't, imagine a spelling test, uh, I don't know, as created by the Marquis de Sade, which is designed to torture anyone who tries to win it with words that will pull a muscle in your brain. And if you want proof of what I'm talking about, three of the winning words this year, try to spell these as I say them, by the way, three of the winning words this year, erysipelas, yeah, how do you spell that one? E-R-Y-S-I-P-E-L-A-S, I'm sure you had that one, Agulet. A-I-G-U-I-L-L-E-T-T-E, I know you got that one too, and Pondaloke. P-E-N-D-E-L-O-Q-U-E. Yeah, so if you're like me, you're over 3. Uh, you and me and everyone else listening would have been snookered if we were in this thing. We had no chance whatsoever. But one person I know, or I am about to know, did. Because my next guest made it to the finals of the script spelling bee last week. Her name is Anya, Anya Hubers, and I believe she's... Are you 13 or 14 now, Anya? I'm 13 years 13 old. years old. You can already spell better than everyone else. Uh, welcome to the show, by the way. And for the record, just in case you didn't know this, welcome is spelled W-E-L-C-O-M-E. <laughs> you knew that, right? I hope yeah. you knew that. Boy, if you didn't know that, I've got the wrong Enya on the line because I'm assuming you would have known that. Uh, I am guessing that after you have done this Enya and people have heard how well you've done, because it's people have talked about it, you must have people coming up to you all the time trying to test you and catch you and trick you with words, do they? Um, sometimes. Not that often, though. Not that often. Has anyone ever done it? Has anyone ever come up with a word that you don't know how to spell? Um, not usually. <laughs> I, I wouldn't think so, because um, if, you, if they did, I, all you have to say is, hey, listen, I spelled zero thermic in a room filled with people and TV cameras, and I, I'm sure I can spell whatever you're going to spell for me. You're, you're pretty good at this, right? Yes. How, how do you prepare? Because you're going to go to the script spelling bee, and this was not your first time, right? You've been there before? Yes. Sure. So so how do you prepare to go into the script spelling bee? Because this is, this is where the best of the best go, and you don't want to be embarrassed, and you're never, you never have been, but how do you prepare? So to prepare, there's a lot of words that I have to study. So I also learn 
like language rules, and I learn Latin and Greek roots as well. So when you say you're learning language rules, are there, I guess there are certain things, certain words that if it's a German word, which is why you asked the origin German or Latin or Arabic or whatever, there are certain ways that words just get spelled often. Yes, and if you learn the roots, then it's a lot easier. So there's patterns? There's patterns? Yes. And... So, because there are going to be words, you first of all, you've memorized how many words, like just memorized how many words? Um, well, it's not completely memorization, but I've studied upwards of 150,000 words. I didn't even know there were that many words in the language. <laughs> that's a lot, that's a lot of words that you have. And so of those, and I know you say you haven't really memorized, you sort of studied the way they go, but... How many would you guess? Half of those, if the word had come up in the spelling bee, you would say, oh yeah, I really know how to spell that because I've studied that particular one. More than half? Um, maybe like 90%. 90%. So, because the people at the script spelling bee, I'm sure they are really nice people, but they are trying to make your life miserable when you're up on the stage. They're trying to trick you with horrible words. Yes, they are. And so, and these are not words that you or I would use day to day, right? I mean, probably most of the words that you had to spell on stage, have you ever used them in a conversation? Yeah, no, I haven't used any in a conversation. I wouldn't think so. I don't think any human being uses these words in a normal, maybe a scientist of something. I don't know. So how do you, how do you remember? I mean, I know you say you study but it's got to take an endless amount of time to learn these patterns. It does take a long time. But you study the words and then to make sure I know it, then my mom quizzes me on them as well. So are you, do you do a lot of the studying by yourself? Yes. Really? And, and again, how do you do that? Do you just pull out dictionaries and study them or... Because if you're by yourself, I mean, where do you find the words to study? Again, I'm guessing a dictionary. Well, there are lists that the words are more likely to be in the spelling bee that they use, so then I study those lists. And and are those online, or are there books that you can study? If people, I mean, where do you find those? Both online, and there's books that you can get as well. Okay, so let, now you're, you've done all this studying, and, and how, how long would you, would you study this every day? Would you do it some every day? Yes, I would do about four hours every day, but then more closer to the spelling bee and a bit less at the beginning. Four hours of spelling a day. Uh, There are people right now, you know, who just had a heart attack when they heard that. I could not do four hours of studying spelling. How do you do four hours of spelling a day? That's a lot. Well, I do it right in the morning. I would wake up early and get it done right away. Do you, this is a weird question, but do you, is it fun for you? Like, do you love doing it so you wake up and you're ready to go? I do like doing it. Sometimes it did, it wasn't as fun, but then it all pays off at the spelling bee. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. We're talking about Enya Hubers, who was a Burlington girl, Burlington teenager, who was a finalist last week in the Scripps Spelling Bee. And we were just talking before the break about how much Enya studies for this. Four hours a day, more when you get closer to the competition. So Enya, you get up on stage at the script Spelling Bee. And first of all, I'm imagining, for me anyway, I don't know about for you, is it a little terrifying when you're up there? 
Yes, it is terrifying. <laughs> I would think it would be very intimidating because, again, they want to trick you, and there's a lot of people, and there you've spent a lot of time. You want to win. Yeah, but then I just know that I have to focus on my work, so I'm more nervous before I'm up there and at the mic, and then I'm just ready when I'm there. So let's say you get up there and you've told us how much you've prepared for this and how many of the words you've known. Let's say they come up with a word that you haven't seen before. And now you've gone through your patterns and everything. So break for me, explain to me if you heard a word that you had not studied, how would you, while you're standing up on stage, try to figure it out? Well, I would listen to the definition and the origin and see if I remember it, if I have studied it, and if I, I don't remember it, then I would listen to the alternate pronunciations, because sometimes there's a clue in there. About, and say, the language, like the origin language? Yeah, the language of origin, then I would try to follow the rules for that language, too, and also spell it as it sounds and not do too complex. And as I understand it, and this is where it gets really tough for people like me, I can spell a lot of words if I can write it down on a piece of paper, because I can sort of see it in front of me, you're not allowed to write anything down, right? In the scripts, it all has to be from your head. Yes. Well, some contestants, they write it on their hand, like not in pen, just with their finger. And some people also type it in the air. Oh, okay. And you're also, am I correct that you're not allowed to go back and change anything? So if you realize that you've got a wrong letter, you can't say, oh, wait, 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 that was an E, not an A. Once you've said it, you're locked into that, right? Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Okay. So now I looked this up today or yesterday before I was going to have you on. And I think these are some of the words that you had to spell. So I want to see if you can now, I'm sure you know these because you did spell them. But the first one I believe is pronounced thesis or thesis. Is that right? Yes, that was one that I got last year. Okay, last year. All right. So last yeah. year, thysis. How it, now, I would think that it would be like T-H-A-I-S-U-S. I don't think that's right. How do you spell thysis? Thysis is P-H-P-H-I-S-I-S. Which, of course, no one else other than you listening right now got that right. You know that, Enya. That, that's a word that only you, of all the people listening, you're the only person who knew how to spell that. So feel good about that. Um, how would you possibly know when you're hearing that word that that would be a word that would start with PH? Well, for this one, the sentence actually gave me a clue because the sentence had about tuberculosis and I remembered that the root like thysis has to do with tuberculosis. Okay. All right. The next word that came up was beetle, which of course, everybody knows you spell beetle, B-E-E-T-L-E, which is actually correct if you're spelling that kind of beetle, but this was not that kind of beetle. How did you, what was your word of beetle? B-A-E-T-Y-L. And again, oh, there we go. We got the bells going. Yes, correct. Um, How did you know that it was not the critter beetle, but it was this beetle? Well, I listened to the definition and for this one, I wasn't 100% sure which homonym it was, but I was pretty sure that it was this one. Now, can I ask you, I think, if I've got this right here, I, I think I've got a word here that you may have not got right, which may be the only word in the language. Is it true that canone was one that was a bit of a problem? Well, it's pronounced canona. Okay. 
I did get it wrong. Okay, and for, so don't feel badly. I can't even pronounce it. Um, so h- how do you spell Canona? Now, because I'm guessing you've learned it since. K-A-N-O-N-E. That is correct. Well done. Uh, does it drive you nuts at all when you miss one because you know so many words? Like, are you able to say, oh, you know what? It happens. I'm not perfect. Or do you think about it a lot when you miss one? Well, some of them it's hard because then I know that I studied it and it was on my list before. So then, then it's just And then it's slow. Well, but again, you know what, Enya? Um, nobody's perfect. It's going to happen once in a while, right? Even to someone as good as you at this. How did you become interested in spelling? Do you remember how you got started in this? Well, when I was younger, when I was like three, then I was already interested in words. But I did my first spelling bee when I was eight with the spelling bee of Canada. Then I was hooked. And did you do well in that one? Yes, I won that spelling bee and then I got to move on to the championship. And how did you do there? Um... Well, I don't think I did very well. Oh, well. <laughs> You've done okay since. So how long do you keep doing this for? And I mean, is there, do you do this forever or is there a time when you say, oh, you know what? I've done spelling now. I'm going to do something else. Well, this is my last year for scripts because I'm going into grade nine. So I'll be too old. And I could do the spelling bee of Canada for one more year, but I'm not going to. You've, it was just the grand finale. <laughs> this was the grand finale. Well, it, you did exceptionally well. It's amazing to to know. And again, when I go back to Thysis, and I could have literally been sitting here for the next four hours and never spelled that correctly. Uh, so good for you. Uh, one last question. I know you're homeschooled, right? Yes. Have you ever made a spelling mistake on a project or something your mom or dad has asked you to do? Um, I think probably. <laughs> Did they say anything or was it just sort of, okay, it happens? I, I don't really remember. <laughs> I would think that probably of all the people in any school anywhere, homeschooled or otherwise, you'd probably do okay at spelling compared to the rest of everybody. Uh, it is it is a great story. Congratulations. You did really, really, really well again. And I'm pretty sure that at no point in my life will I ever be as good at anything as you are at spelling. So, uh, Enya Hubers, thanks for taking some time to talk to us today. Thank you for having me. That is, uh, that is unbelievable that she can spell those words. 150,000 words she studied. I think I've studied four-ish. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. I don't know if you've noticed this, but if you've had your TV on lately, sometimes radio, there are a lot of commercials that are now being voiced by celebrities. And in some of these cases, you may not even realize it, in other ones, you're going, oh, yeah, that's that's so-and-so. But there are a lot of commercials where celebrities, for whatever reason, all of a sudden, it, like it seemed there was a time not that long ago when a celebrity would go, commercials? Ugh, I turn up my nose at commercials. I'm beyond commercials. I don't do, I don't lower myself to commercials. Well, I mean, maybe I'm being naive. Maybe it's just, okay, Mr. Celebrity, Here's $5 million to do our commercial. I love commercials. Bring me the commercials. I'll do any commercials. It's like a lot of musical artists. We would never lend our music to such little low pursuits as selling beer. What if it was for $10 million? We love beer, especially your beer. Put us on the air. Anyway. 
enough of my John Lovitz acting. Thank you. Role. So here's what we're going to do. We've pulled a bunch of the commercials that are on the air now. Some of them in Canada. Most of them have played here in Canada. Some maybe not. But I want to see if you can guess who the celebrity voice is behind these. All of these commercials, the voice is on them, the main voice. Some of them may have another voice, but the narrator is a celebrity. Let us see how you do as you play along at home. We're going to start with the one that... You may not know this guy's name, but I would argue that probably his voice does more commercials than anyone else because he's on truck commercials, beer commercials. He's everywhere. See if you can recognize this guy's voice. A collection of treasures lies between these bumpers. Legendary engines. Industry gold. Awards out the tailpipe and world-class warranties to back it all up. Sounds like you just hit the jackpot. Ram. Any idea who that actor is? You've heard him from the Coors Banquet. Remember the Coors, all the Coors ones? The guy's name is Sam Elliott. You've probably, I mean, I know you've seen Sam Elliott, and heaven knows you've heard Sam Elliott. He does. He does more commercials, I think, than any other person, well, celebrity-wise, anyway. All right. That one was easy. Again, you may not know the name, but you certainly knew who that was. You recognize that one. The next one is for Caldwell Banker. It's an actor that you will know well, especially from one TV role from a few years back, but he's been in a bunch of other things as well. You will know this actor. I am positive you will know this actor. Take a good listen and tell me what actor it is who's voicing this Caldwell Banker commercial. How to put a value on a home. You start by taking the smell of pancakes made on a Sunday morning and times that by the sound of kids laughing from the bottom of their bellies. Then you add the taste of a good Cabernet with family at Thanksgiving and multiply that by the warmth of a winter fire. Then you subtract the stress of work and minus the struggles of the outside world. Add the power of a bedtime story and times that. All right, so whose voice was that? Are you in your car? Are you at home? Any idea whose voice did that sound like? We're going to go back to the beginning when I tell you who it is, and you can see if you recognize it now. That is the voice of Magnum P.I. Tom Selk. Let's play a little bit of this. How to put a value on a home. You start by taking the ah, snow see? That's all you need. Room. Tom Selleck for that one. All right. Next up into our first female actor, female voice actor, very famous. One of the biggest movie stars in the world. Doesn't do many ads as far as I know. See if you can recognize who is voicing this commercial for Nationwide. In the nation, sometimes bad things happen. But add brand new belongings from Nationwide Insurance, and we won't just give you the partial value of items that are stolen or destroyed. We'll replace them with brand new versions, so you won't feel robbed. Again, just another way we put members first, because we don't have shareholders. Join the nation. Nationwide is on Any idea who that actress is? I'm shocked she had to do this, quite honestly. She must have... Someone in her family works for Nationwide. I can't think of any, the money that she's made and the fame she has. Why 
Julia Roberts would have to go and do this one. Take a listen. In the nation, sometimes bad things happen. But Julia Roberts. All right. Next up, this one should be probably the easiest one of all. Probably the most distinctive voice in Hollywood, I think. Certainly in the mix. All of you who are playing along at home in your cars, wherever else, um, if you can't get this next one, I hold out very little hope that you're going to get any of them. <laughs> this one this one should be the ball set up on the tee for you to take a good swing at. So even if you've been struggling up to this point, this is a Visa commercial. Tell me what famous actor is voicing this ad. When you wish. Just a little bit higher. Bob is 22 years old. When you scream, they go just a little bit further. When you hold your breath, well, they can even be perfect. All right, you don't need any more of that one. Who was that one? Come on. Yell it out to someone nearby. Who was that one? Do you know it? Morgan Freeman. Do we even need to play this again? Okay, let's play a few seconds of this one. Morgan Freeman. Red from Shawshank Redemption and March of the Penguins. They fly just a little bit higher. When you scream. When I have, when I'm gone. And they do the biopic treatment of my life, like with Freddie Mercury or Elton John or any of them now. Although my life story is slightly different from theirs. <laughs> but when I need a narrator, that's the guy I want narrating my life story. All right. Next up, uh, this one's a little tougher. Very recognizable voice. We're, we're, we're talking about famous actors who have voiced commercials recently. It's a newish thing because it didn't used to always happen. A uh, very familiar voice, very familiar actor. It, this one may be a little bit tough to put a name to a voice. But when you hear it at the end with the name beside it, you will say, "Ah, oh, uh-huh, of course. Take a listen. Instant gratification has us in a stranglehold. So much so that we don't want to fix things anymore. Just replace them. Don't like your nose? Uh, get a new one. Don't like your job? Get a new one. Don't like your spouse? I'll get a new one. Whatever happened to commitment? To standing by our decisions? Who was that actor? Any idea? Jeff Bridges was that actor. Of course it is. Listen to this voice. ...has us in a stranglehold. So much so that we don't want to fix things anymore. Just replace them. Don't like your nose. All right. This next one, uh, wow, this is a hard one. Although he is one of, well, in recent years, I'll give you a big hint. In recent years, he was the star of one of the most acclaimed TV dramas ever. Ever. A lot of people thought that the drama that he was a star of was in the top one, two, three best TV dramas, serials ever made. That may help you. 
So take a listen to this commercial for iPad Air and see if you can tell me what actor this is voicing it. It's an extremely simple tool, but also extremely powerful. It can be used to start a poem or finish a symphony. It has transformed the way we work, learn, create, share. It's used to illustrate things, solve things, and think of new things. It's used by scientists and artists scholars and students. It's been to classrooms, boardrooms, expeditions, even to space. And we can't wait to see where you'll take it next. Introducing the thinner, lighter, more powerful iPad Air. Any idea whose voice that was? What if I told you it was Tim Watley? Ringing any bells yet? How about Walter White? Tim Watley was in Seinfeld. That was his character. He was the anti-dentite. But Walter White, that is Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad. Take a listen again. It's an extremely simple tool, but also extremely powerful. See, Walter White. There you go. Uh, Sounding a little less ominous in that commercial. Best we can tell, he was selling only iPad Air, not high-grade blue meth, which changes the tone a little bit. I will be really surprised if anybody can get this next one. It's tough. There's no line. This is tough. I'll give you a little hint to help you out. It's an actress. It's not much of a help because you'll hear it's an actress in a moment. It's an actress who is on a sitcom that is still on TV at one time was one of the highest rated sitcoms on television. I don't know where it stands right now. It's sort of fallen off the map a little bit. It's not quite as highly regarded. But at one time, and not that long ago, maybe four or five years ago, this would have been in the top two or three sitcoms that were out there. Take a listen. Tell me what actress is voicing this Olive Garden commercial. Go Olive Garden's three-course Italian dinner. It's back for just $12.95, featuring five delicious new entrees to choose from. Go creamy and dig into rich new penny damari with shrimp. Or maybe go crunchy with new Parmesan potato-crusted chicken, served with unlimited fresh salad and warm breadsticks. Finish with a decadent dessert. Three courses, just $12.95. Go tonight. Go Olive Garden. And try our unlimited homemade soup, crisp salad, and warm breadsticks lunch. Who is that? What actress is that? Need another hint? Some of you know it. Some of you did pick it out, and that was a tough one. Think Modern Family. No, it's not Sofia Vergara. That would have been a completely different sounding commercial. Julie Bowen. Claire Dunphy from Modern Family. Take a listen. Go Olive Garden's three-course Italian dinner. It's back for just $12.95, featuring five delicious new entrees to choose from. Go creamy and dig into... All right, I'm going to throw you another softball because that was a toughie. Uh, This one, you have heard this guy do these commercials tons around here. In this market, they play this commercial a lot. I mean, this market, I mean Southern Ontario. They play this commercial a lot because it's kind of targeted at you. He was a comic actor, still is a comic actor. He's still with us, obviously. See if you can tell me what actor voices these ads. It begins with a slow dance of turning leaves and crescendos in a trillion trees of flame. 
For the next several weeks, the curtain rises on nature's greatest show. As the 19 million acres of woods called Michigan slowly explode in a frenzy of color. The show plays along every stretch of highway and coastline, in every city and town. Admission is free, and great seats are available everywhere. We can go to the movies this weekend, we can stay home and watch TV, or we can get... Any idea that goes on and on and on. He's, he's got a lot to say about Michigan. He's very passionate about Michigan. Any idea who it was? You know it. I know you know it. Tool time with Tim. Ben, you had a good impression of him. Why don't you give us your impression of him? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Tim Allen, remember from Home Improvement? Do we even need to replay that? Uh, let's give a few seconds here. Tim Allen, see how he sounds now that you know it's him. It begins with a slow dance of turning leaves and crescendos in a trillion trees You've heard that flame. one, right? All right, let's go to another one that, again, I think is going to be very difficult as we do a bunch of commercials that are voiced by celebrities that I don't know that you necessarily even know that they are celebrities voicing it, but you may not even, especially even if you do, not know who it is. Uh, In the 90s, she was on a show that was unquestionably at the top of its game sitcom-wise and is still reaping massive rewards from that show. Uh, the commercial is for YoPlay. It's a little shorty. See if you can tell me what comedic actress this is selling YoPlay. Ismail tweets, okay, YoPlay Blackberry is so yummy, I think I have a new favorite. Thank you. But pina colada and orange creme are kind of jealous right now. And key lime pie is just staying out of it. YoPlay, it is so good. You knew that one, didn't you? I thought that was going to be hard, and then I heard it again, and I went, no, that's not hard at all. You know that one. That's Phoebe, Lisa Kudrow from Friends. Ismail tweets, okay, Yo Play Blackberry is so young. All you had to hear was, okay, the way she says, okay, the rest, you see, you didn't need anything else other than that one. I don't even know what this product is that is being sold for this next one. I've never heard of it, I don't think. But it's moot. doesn't really matter for the sake of our conversation right now because we are talking about actors who have voiced TV commercials, actors who are not... This is the other thing. None of these actors announce on these voiceovers that, that this is the actor portraying it, which I've always thought is weird because if you're selling these products and you've paid to have these actors do it, would you not want people to think that... Like, you could get Ben, nothing personal against Ben, who's on the other side of the glass today. You could get Ben to voice the commercial if you just want a good, nice, deep, resonant voice. You could get Ben to do the commercial, probably pay him a 50th, a 100th of what you're paying these people. Just pay me, please. So I don't understand why you would have actors, why you would pay these actors, presumably paying them well, to do this and then not have you even realize that it's this actor who's doing it because... I don't think their voices alone are that special. Morgan Freeman, yes. I grant you Morgan Freeman. I give you that one. But here's another actor. I think you're going to have a hard time with this one. We played somebody from the same show that he is on now a few moments ago. See if you can figure out who is trying to sell Zyrtec. This one goes out to all the allergy muddlers. You know who you are. You've become deaf to the sound of your own sniffling. Your purse is starting to look more like a tissue box. 
you can clear a table without lifting a finger. Well, muddlers muddle no more. Try Zyrtec. It gives you powerful allergy relief. And Zyrtec is different than Claritin because Zyrtec starts working at hour one on the first day you take it. Claritin doesn't start working until hour three. Zyrtec. Muddle no more. Okay, who is selling Zyrtec there? I told you it was from the show that we talked about before. The previous actor who was on that show was Julie Bowen. The show is Modern Family. That's Ed O'Neill, who was on Married with Children before and is now, what's his name? The Patriarch on Modern Family, the old guy. Listen to him again. It goes out to all the allergy mudlers. You know See, it sounds are. like him now that you know. It sounds like him. All right. This one, this is in my top three hardest one on the list that we're doing tonight. This is, this I think is on the top three of most difficult. You will probably catch little nuances. If this was a wine tasting, you would have aromas and bouquets of the voice. Hints. Yes. But I don't know that you're going to necessarily be able to figure this one, but you may impress me. We'll see. Tell me who, what actor, what very famous, incredibly famous actor is selling Benjamin Moore paint. Where we come from matters. Where knowing your neighbor's name matters. Trees carved with your grandparents' initials matter. Drugstores that still make milkshakes with real ice cream matter. And three-story buildings that count as skyscrapers matter. And because these things matter, we should take care of them and make them shiny again. So Benjamin Moore is going to repaint main streets across the country this year. Because main streets make us who we are. And that matters. Who is selling Benjamin Moore paints? Anybody out there pick that one up? Who the actor was, who was the voice behind that one? How about formerly Mr. Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt? Here we go. Take a listen. You'll recognize it. Where we come from matters. We're knowing your neighbor's name. See, you matters. hear it. Sounds like him. All right. Uh, if that one was, I thought, one of the hard ones, this one also is going to be one of the hard ones. Anyone who gets Brad Pitt or this one coming up, bonus points to you. Full bonus points because these are tough. This is a guy, this is an actor who doesn't do a lot of acting anymore. He does a little bit. He was a big, big, big time actor. Was very famous from the time he was a boy. Now he does some other things with a little bit of acting thrown in. See if you can tell me who is selling Gold Peak Tea. There's nothing like Gold Peak's home-brewed taste. It starts with mountain-grown tea. Pure, filtered water, and just the right balance of sweetness. It's a taste that's perfectly crafted every time. Gold Peak, the taste that brings you home. These commercials are all very maudlin, by the way. All very overwritten. The taste that brings you home. If by home you mean the bathroom because you drank too much Gold Peak tea. Who was that voice? Any idea? Once upon a time, he was Opie. And then he was Richie Cunningham. 
Then he became a very famous movie director and didn't do a whole lot of acting again. Ron Howard. There's nothing like Gold Peak's homebrewed taste. It starts with mountain-grown tea. There you go, Ron Howard. All right, three left. We've got time for three more here, and then we'll wrap up this little diversion. I'm surprised that this actor, considering his persona on TV, I'm surprised that he got involved in a commercial for bourbon. Not that there's anything wrong with sipping bourbon. I just didn't think this guy would be the guy who would be involved in the bourbon in the bourbon racket. Because he's known to be kind of jovial and kind of light and tries, I think, tries to be family-ish, sort of. Not really. Nothing edgy about this guy, as far as I can tell. So I was sort of surprised that bourbon was his game. Anyway, who is the actor who is voicing a commercial for Maker's Mark? Here at Maker's Mark, it's been said we should work on changing our look. But we're content to spend our time handcrafting a whiskey that's always full-flavored, yet remarkably easy to drink. And the truth is, instead of trying to cash in on the next new style, we're happy to already have one of our own. Like our founder said, a good whiskey is what it isn't. Any idea who that is? I say bourbon, they say whiskey. Regardless. Any idea who that was? He works late at night. He talks to people. Some people like him. Used to be on SC, on uh, Saturday Night Live. Almost said SCTV on Saturday Night Live. Take a listen. That is Jimmy Fallon. Here at Maker's Mark, it's been said we should work on changing our look. But we're content to spend our time handcrafting a whiskey. That's Two more. Number one of our final two. I don't even need to give you a hint, I don't think. But let's give it a shot. Famous actor, famous, famous actor, has done a bunch of commercials now, including, oh, I'm giving it away if I tell you this one, but including for coffee lately. See if you can tell me who this is for Budweiser. This is the famous Budweiser beer. We know of no brand produced by any other brewer which costs so much to brew and age. Our exclusive Beechwood Aging produces a taste, a smoothness, and a drinkability you'll find in no other beer at any price. This is Budweiser. This is beer. What actor is that? He married married a very brilliant woman. I believe some people may argue that he's the sexiest man alive. I am... Not going to take a position on that as I don't consider myself an expert. However, his name is George Clooney. This is the famous Budweiser beer. Sounds just like brandy. That word brand is the one that gives away George Clooney. All right, one more. Last one. Actor who was in a very, very wonderful sitcom. Loved this sitcom. Ended probably five, six years ago. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. Weirdly, he got into some action movies, which I never pictured him getting into action movies. He he buffed up and got all muscular and then decided he wanted to shoot people on the screen rather than make them laugh. But anyway, each to their own. Uh, Tell me what actor it is that is selling Carnival Cruises. Hmm. 
work? He's not tucking in his shirt. He's not checking messages every nine seconds. And now this? Oh, bless you. Uh, oh, sorry, that was part of the commercial. I thought I thought Ben had Taco Bell for lunch. Uh, that is uh, Carnival Cruises, and that is from The Office. That's Jim from The Office, John Krasinski. Here's his voice again. Hmm. What's going on with Dad? He seems different. Sounds like him, doesn't it? See, all these, when you know who it is, you say, oh, of course, I should have known that. I Yeah, that voice immediately, yes. Hard to pick them out, though, when they are being fed to us with no visual to go along with it. Anyway, I find those fun. I, I Very hard, a lot of them, but hopefully you got one or two at least. If you failed to get any, either I feel sad for you or I applaud you that you don't spend your time wasting it on television. I pick your pick whichever one of those answers you would prefer. I think it would probably be the latter. And if you got all of them, you are some sort of savant. Or I feel sad for you. <laughs> I don't know. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from six to eight on nine hundred CHML. The Scott Radley Show podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Radley. Thanks again for listening, and do not forget to subscribe to this podcast. It is free. You will never miss an episode. And also, be sure you rate us and review us. Whatever you think of us, we'll take it. Thanks for listening. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.